So, Humble Talk Podcast, um, our second guest, his name is Patrick Ike, an aspiring musician originally from Nigeria. It was a pleasure um, kind of getting to know him, getting to know about his life. Um, and obviously you can, within, as the show go on, you can kind of tell where his passions lie. Um, he's, a, he's a cool individual, you know, um, love what he do. And very also also very clever individual as well, good academically. But um as you we all know in life sometimes when you have a greater calling, you know, um you kinda have to give that a try and pursue that. And I, I got that sense um interviewing him. Um Hope you enjoy it. Hope you enjoy it. Anyway, um again, please if you got time, give us a review on Humble Talk podcast in iTunes, in Stitcher, or any of your favorite um, podcast producers, we're there. Additionally, if you got um, time, you can follow us on Twitter, Humble Talk Pod, Facebook, Humble Talk Podcast, and also HumbleTalkPodcast.com. Right now, it will take you to SoundCloud, which also you can find us there at Humble Talk Podcast. But eventually, once the pod, um, the website is ready, you would replace the SoundCloud redirect, and you will be able to see all the artists there, listen to um, the episodes, and oh, sorry, I mean see all the guests there, listen to the episodes, and kind of know more about the show and all the stuff that's going on. Long term, we just want to keep doing this, keep doing this for as long as the sun shines, or as long as I'm able to keep doing it, and. The idea is to eventually start getting out of the studio to go, you know, where take the kit to where people are. So if somebody's in the States, if somebody's in Asia, if somebody's in Africa and loves the show and really thinks they've got, they want to be in it and really want to take part, they just have to get hold of us. And even on an email, humbletalkpodcast at gmail.com, and then the idea is we can go there, sit down, get to know them, and then get the show done. But that's long term. But we can't get there without you guys. So if you can give us a review, you know, that would be great. Thank you. Enjoy, Patrick. Enjoy the show. Enjoy our guest, Patrick Ike. episode uh two our guest today is patrick ike yeah do you want to give a little brief introduction about yourself um yeah i am patrick ike mm. an upcoming artist mm. and producer as well mm-hmm. um how, how do you if you don't mind sharing how old am i uh-huh. i'm old enough so are you you're, where are you based now? I'm based in Glasgow. And where Scotland. have you always been based in Glasgow? No, I have not, actually. Um, I was initially based in Aberdeen, uh-huh. and then I was in London for a bit. 
uh-huh. and then I moved to Glasgow. And but before that, uh-huh. I am originally Nigerian. Okay, so was you born in Nigeria already? Yes. And what at what age did you um, move? Did, did from so from Nigeria, where did you go next? Um. Well, I I did visit the UK a few mm-hmm. times, but uh-huh. I came to settle finally about ten years ago. Okay. Um, okay. And I never left. So. Um, Going back, going back to Nigeria, how was how was life like? So okay, okay, okay. So how about this? Yeah. Um, <coughs> we're not gonna say the year. Okay. So we don't give anything away. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. <laughs> okay. So you are, like, let's say you are three, four. What was what was your earliest memory in Nigeria, basically? Ah, my earliest memory in Nigeria was um, nursery school, actually. Okay, okay. That's funny enough. That's no, actually, no. I can remember a little before that because uh, I was born in Lagos. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents they moved to the s- to the eastern part of Nigeria mm-hmm. when I was quite young. I can remember us moving house. I can remember moving. Well, I didn't move myself, but we had a. A grand piano. I think that's where my love for music actually started. Okay. Um, early enough. Um, and yeah, so I basically grew up in the eastern part of Nigeria in a town called Enugu State. And uh, what was what was life like in Enugu State? Enugu. It was very, very nice. Yeah. It was really not. It, it, it's basically like I'll as a comparison, like Lagos is the. London of UK, Enugu yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. is more like Dundee. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I think a lot of people may not know where Dundee is. So compare it to a famous, a, well, a more popular town in the UK. In the Mo- UK, say down south. Okay. Uh, Birmingham, Manchester. Uh, or oh, is Birmingham, Manchester too big? It's too big. Okay. It's too big. Uh, well, somewhere like Cambridge. Somewhere like Cambridge. Quiet. Yeah, yeah. So Oxfordshire, something like that. So yeah. I know in um, in Nigeria, mm-hmm. in, in, in general Africa, there's great disparity. Yeah. You have people who have a lot, people who have big mansions, and few people who hasn't, and they're like side by side. Mm-hmm. Would you say you was quite well off as a as a young, um, growing up in Nigeria as a young mm-hmm. man? Your family, that is. Yeah, my family were rich in everything except money. Okay. If that makes sense. Uh, <laughs> no, no, you, you, no have, I'm just you, have, you have to elaborate. Um, no, life in Nigeria back when I was growing up was mm-hmm. pretty. It wasn't. It was quite. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't as intense as it is now. And things uh-huh. were quite easier to 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 come like to get. Yeah. Uh, so it was pretty. It was. It, we were. We weren't rich. I, no, no. When I say rich, I I didn't mean like. Yeah. A lot of wealthy, but you had a house. Yeah, yeah. Because you said grand piano, and not yeah, a lot of. Yeah, exactly. Well, you'd be surprised how how Nigerian families how important they take the music uh-huh. aspect, the culture, because uh-huh. music is a huge part part of the Nigerian culture, uh-huh. and most people like to have some sort of musical instrument around because uh-huh. uh-huh. they all grew up. Uh-huh. Doing this playing an instrument and stuff like that, if you know what I mean. I do know. So yeah, um, yeah. I, I I while growing up, I was part of a lot of musical bodies and all that. Okay. Both very traditional. Yeah, all, yeah. And, and yeah. Did you have? Obviously, you said you moved a lot, and I know in African families that there's normally big family. Was you? Did you have any brothers and sisters? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, 
a lot of people don't know this, but I actually come from a very big family. I mm. have two brothers plus myself, that's three of us. Uh-huh. And then I have six sisters. Okay. Or five now because one passed away about oh, okay. three weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Oh, apologies. So, um, yeah, we are a big family. But we all come from the same mom and the same dad. That's, that's, that's well, amazing. That's not, that's not actually, I understand in this day and age, yes, but not actually unique because in Africa they tend to for good or worse no matter how bad it is yeah. they, they tend to stick to because yeah. you have the whole um, kind of whole family structure you know in Africa uh-huh. of when you're exact, I can remember growing up where if my mom doesn't dis- if my mom is not there to discipline me my neighbor will be there to discipline yeah. me you respected everybody so uh-huh. everybody clubbed it to, together in a sense yeah. and to, was it a sister that you said passed yeah yeah yeah, my, yeah. Do, do you mind like do you mind me asking what circumstances or uh well she she lived in the u.s she's uh-huh. an, she's an american citizen uh-huh. she's married and she has a nine-year-old son uh-huh. uh, she lives in she lived in california uh-huh. um and um in 2014 uh-huh. uh, my sister was having a wedding 2015 i think 14, 15. And uh, she was supposed to come for the wedding. And then a few weeks before, she had a headache. And she decided to go check it out. And mm. it turned out to be a tumor oh. in her brain. Oh. So she had a corrective surgery to, you know, take it out. And it didn't go well. Okay. And she spent a lot of time in the hospital trying to okay. correct it. And then it just got worse and worse and worse and worse. And then... And I... Yeah. I, I'm sorry to hear that. Mm. And... I know in the states it's they don't have what we have here the national health service. You'd be surprised, yes, they don't. So how was her circumstance? Was she able to cover all those medical expenses? Did well, she have insurance? Do uh, we? Oh, you, you, we, you, know, you don't. We know about we, we contributed a lot. The oh, family. Okay, okay. Um, we had to jump in because uh, she and her husband were not on good terms. I understand. Um, so she was almost by herself because um, you know how big the US is yeah. not a lot of people can come to your aid when you need them if they're yeah. far away so yeah. we had to t- kind of take turns going to you know uh-huh. to see her and stuff um, and yeah yeah sorry for so the loss yeah yeah it's okay it's okay so how how was the family dynamic when you were grown up from, from a young age from where you can remember how was it how was life like with so many Brothers and so many sisters. <laughs> um, uh, at first, it was a bit um, <laughs> overwhelming. It was overwhelming. Yeah. It was overwhelming. There was a lot of, uh, <laughs> uh, would I say, there was a lot of people to look up to. There uh-huh. was, there was, there was too much. There was a bit of over expectation if you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I had one of those childhoods where every time you did something wrong they would always refer to someone older than you and yes, say yeah, yeah, yeah look what you should have done it like that done. you know yeah, look yeah, at what yeah. he did he's this he's that you know yeah, yeah yeah at a young age i became very stubborn i learned to shut myself out you know oh, okay. i didn't care so so was it do you so there was some sense of competition and yes and, and your way of coping was not to live up to the expectation exactly kind of thing yes uh, there was too much there was a bit of a competition uh-huh. and um i think i was just naturally a rebel yeah, yeah so i yeah. just reb- i just said no i'm gonna do my own thing my own uh-huh. way it caused uh-huh. a lot of issues but 
yeah, I am here today because you know yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I yeah, yeah. went my own way. Okay. So you have any any um, memories that stick out between your family, your you, between you and your brothers and your sisters? Any fun memories? Yeah, yeah. I will have loads of memories because uh, my mom, my mom is my mom is very religious, uh-huh. and uh, she used to have this monthly meetings where uh-huh. she would invite all these women from from the church to uh-huh. come to the house and she uh-huh. would cook for them. Uh-huh. I remember that because uh, she used to... Because w- you couldn't wait to eat the food? I couldn't wait to eat the food. <laughs> I remember memories of crawling under the table and hiding there and then yeah. when she goes away, coming out and taking mm-hmm. a few pieces of meat and all that, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry, mom, if you're listening to this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was... I had a lot of memories. Good yeah. memories, bad memories. Yeah, I had memories where I <laughs> there was this one time uh-huh. I remember um when I was young I was about I must have been 14 15 uh-huh. and uh, I I think everybody who grew up in Africa had a moment where they did this but I'm not saying you should do this but yeah. uh, I took my dad's car keys basically and uh-huh. uh, I tried to uh, to drive out of the house and halfway out the house, my brother caught me. <laughs> and let's just say he beat the crap out of me <laughs> that day. But yeah, it didn't stop me though. I did it a few times and then yeah. Yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah. But now you can drive, so yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah now I can drive. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's good. Yeah. All right. So, did you come? Okay. You said there was your your musician, mm. right? Yeah. And there was a big influence. You said something um their grand piano. Yeah. So how was the what was your family um how did you get into to music from a young age? Was your family kinda music was it music oriented, but lots of music in the family or did you as I you said you was a rebel, so it was yeah, something of an escape. I think for you? because um my siblings like are older than me. Mm-hmm. You know, so they all had every each of them had a uh and in kind of uh, individual taste, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. style of music that they liked, uh-huh. each of them. Uh-huh. So because of all these different genres that uh-huh. they were into, uh-huh. I kind of had an opportunity to be exposed mm-hmm. at a very young age uh-huh. to all these types of music. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? Uh-huh. And I really, really enjoyed listening to all these styles of music. Uh-huh. But then I, th- at a young age as well, I was very curious. I wanted to create mm-hmm. for some reason i like i preferred the, the sounds i made <laughs> to what i heard <laughs> if that made sense even though those sounds yeah yeah were that's not very, really very narcissistic yeah I, I can do better like you know exactly <laughs> i was like i remember even i still do it now um, maybe people do it i hear a song mm-hmm. and i try to use my own words to sing the song uh-huh in other words, I can't be bothered learning the lyrics of the song, uh-huh. so I just and fill I, up. And when you're talking your own words, do you mean if it goes, it's like welcome to you go, yeah, da 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 da, yeah, some something similar, you know, you know, most people when you hear a song for the first time, you have to listen to it like five, six times to understand, and then you try to know the lyrics so you can sing along to it. I wasn't very patient; I would listen to it twice, I would get the tune, and then I would be like, yeah, I'll just get my own. And 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 what age was this? Ah, I very young, I would say twelve. Thirteen. Okay, okay. Okay. You know. And what was what was like? Um, because I I know in African families, mm-hmm. 
they're very strict. They w- your dad or your mom wants to be a doctor. Mm. They want you to be and an, you know something respect yeah, yeah. respectable. So when did your parent find out you was into this, and what was their reaction to that? My per- well, the thing is, one word or that have always been into this. I remember when I was in primary school, I was part of the there's a there was a musical kind of group. Uh-huh. Um. We at first, my parents were like, "No, we don't want you to do this. It's mm-hmm. a waste of time and stuff." But uh, the 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 teacher was very insistent because he was like, "This guy has something like I could play music without reading music. Even yeah, yeah, yeah. Till today, I can't I can't really read music. But you can play music. But I can play what I hear. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Uh-huh, I so know, I know. he was like, "That characteristic is very good." Uh-huh. you know so stick to them so i've always done music in primary school i did um secondary school i kind of left it for a while mm-hmm. and then when i left secondary school m- some of my friends i made friends with people mm-hmm. who were had similar yeah, yeah. you know and we used to do a lot of you know group mm-hmm. studio work and uh-huh. all that but but in general when you when you was mm-hmm. younger your parents did object but they it, Not it, strongly. It, oh, so they let you do it. They anyway. let me do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, before you, um, you came to the UK mm-hmm. in your teenage years. Yeah. Okay. So, wh- what was prior to coming to the UK? What was your expectations like? What What was school like? What was your friends? What wh- What was you? How did you prepare for it in terms of kind of, have a say in your goodbyes or your conversations with your with your with your family, your friends, your great friends. And what was your expectation before you came over? You mean expectation of oh, okay, so how did you prepare? Let's let's answer that question. How did you prepare yourself when you knew you was coming to the UK? Uh, well, it wasn't uh, like Oh, how did the situation come about? The, the it was basically um Coming for uni, Jeez. okay. Apart from my music, I am um, I'm an engineer. Okay. Uh, um, uh, do you know what? Let's let's take it straight back. Let's yeah. take it way back. Okay. So mm-hmm. you're in your interest. So you you as an engineer. Mm-hmm. So how was school in terms of your academic life? How how was it like? And what is what is the educational structure that you went through in Nigeria? Uh, well. Uh, Believe it or not, the the educational structure in Nigeria is it's not that great, but it's not bad. Uh-huh. There's a lot of there's 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 quite a good part of it in uh-huh. in regards to people are quite dedicated mm-hmm. to yeah for sure because to, to being learned and in, stuff in, in, yeah in, in third world countries mm-hmm. in that including that that includes Africa obviously it's mm-hmm. education is. This, the great equalizer is a way out, yeah. basically. It's the way out, yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. So we all had that mentality that mm-hmm. this is the way out, mm-hmm. if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, you had to find a way to be able to multitask Okay. in regards to balancing between and my music. And, and did you find that getting good grades in school or doing well in school kind of satisfied your parents to allow you to enjoy your other hobbits? Yeah, I have a habit, such as music. Not just satisfying my parents. I mean, it was a huge uh-huh. part, but satisfying myself as well because, you know, I would always want to know that I 
it's kind of like a personal accomplishment as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, being able to act because because I apart from being an artist, a music musically inclined, uh, I quite like the the it's system like of education. You know, yeah, uh-huh. learning, uh-huh. knowing. You know, uh-huh. it's quite good. So I went through that process as well, just to uh-huh. to make myself uh, an achiever, if you know uh-huh. what I mean. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, the educational system in Nigeria, yeah, I went through all that. Okay. So it was quite exciting. It was mm. quite. Uh, and do you get caned when you? <laughs> well, everybody got caned. <laughs> 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 I, I bet someone is asking, "What's caned?" No, no. Actually, yeah, yeah. It's uh, mm. everybody got punished. That means yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When you don't get the yep. days, the yep. teachers with a cane. Uh huh. Do they we get the older students to hold you down while the teacher whips? There, there was different ways. They would hold you down. You would put your hands in your pocket and tighten up your trousers. <laughs> <laughs> they would, um, yeah, they, they would, there's a lot of things. Now, do you think, uh, okay, yeah, I'm going to ask, do you think that works? In or a way. It, or is it just that is a culture there so they, they keep doing it? I mean,. Did it work for you? For my opinion, in a way, it worked. Yeah? In a way. But what if but you can get, not everybody is the same. Not everybody can, everybody can learn at the same pace. Mm-hmm. So you could get somebody who isn't a fast learner mm-hmm. and then take some time. That means they'll get caned every time. Yeah, but then they'll learn how to, you know, <laughs> pick up themselves more. That's it. Oh. That, that, that's the life's lesson. If life knocks you down, pick yourself up. Or if night, or, or you could go the other way, and yeah, you, you can well, fight or flight. You can, yeah, you know. Well, I don't know. I I I I believe there's different ways to you know to how do you say? It? There's many ways to do something. There's many ways to skin a cat. To skin no, it, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, there's many ways to skin a cat. But yeah, um, don't be skinning cats now. <laughs> no, uh-huh. uh, but yeah. Well, f- at that time, at that period, uh-huh. you know, it was quite effective. Okay. For some people, I know. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay, so before we move on to like the chapter where you moved to, uh, where did you go initially first? London? Is that yeah, where Aberdeen. you came? Aberdeen. Before we go to that chapter, what was your, what is the one thing that you missed in Nigeria? Was the one memory or one thing that, that uh, about Nig- that you had in Nigeria that you wished? The you food. Oh, okay. The food. Oh my God. The food. Even till now, and I still miss the food. Okay. Till today, I still. Miss. That's funny. That's strange. I yeah. do. I miss the food. I miss the the the, the vibes. Yeah. There's there's something about the 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 the, the environment. Mm-hmm. If you go to Nigeria, you feel different. Yeah. It's something about the spirit. Uh-huh. You know, everybody everybody is. Every, there's this warmth. Yeah. Not the weather. Yeah. There's this yeah. warmth. You f- you feel relaxed. You feel mm-hmm. like as if everything is okay. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. You don't get that feeling here, unfortunately. Yeah. People are too busy trying to to live. Yeah. And they're not alive, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you yeah, know what yeah. I mean? In Nigeria, you get that feeling of being alive. Like, everything happens. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's a great, great feeling. If you ha- yeah, yeah. That's what I miss as well. Okay. You know? The sense uh, of being alive. Even though there's abject poverty, there's... Yeah. Fr- yeah. You feel like... Yeah. yeah, that's the th- that's the funny thing. Even though it's like there's so much of the worst things in the world happening, but 
the best things are also happening as well. Yeah, yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, 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 in, yeah. in the little ways. Yeah. And did you ever, when, um, obviously you, obviously you had an idea of Nigeria. You li- lived there, right? Mm-hmm. Did you, did, did it ever hit you that Africa was poor? Because uh, growing up in Africa, if that's all you know, to use not poverty, to use just life. So wha- Well, the thing is, um, we, like obviously, the movies you watch and all mm-hmm. that exposes mm-hmm. you to all the Western, whatever the media wants you to know, basically, uh-huh. you know. So you see all the things. All the wealth. All the wealth and, and all that. And you yeah, think, yeah. oh, my God, it's, that's heaven. And this yeah, place yeah. is somewhere between heaven and uh-huh. hell. Uh-huh. But but no, actually, Nigerians, they were quite rich as yeah, well. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like Nigeria is quite a very rich country. And you yeah. go to some parts of it and you're like, wow. Yeah. You go to some parts of it and you're but like, you wow. Feel the, you feel they're not only rich in wealth, but so not, some people are not only rich in wealth, but they're rich in experience and yes. in life, I guess. Yes, yes. And in that case, why do you think so many want to go abroad? Because they, do you think... Because they, they haven't had that experience. They, they haven't, haven't, that's the thing. They haven't, they haven't the had the experience. They have this mentality that it's if you go abroad, side. it's better on the other side. The grass is greener on the other side. But uh-huh. in reality, the grass is greener on both sides. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you just yeah. don't see how green your side is till you go to the other side. Yeah, yeah. And then you look back and you're like, yeah. oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, I know there's loads of growing up in London there was loads of people who, who immigrate and they just do the shittiest jobs exactly you know and then they go back to Africa for two weeks and live like kings yeah but people there don't realize that yeah, it's, it's the only time off that life yeah. is not so great you know it's crazy like you see people just living things they do here they would never do them back home yeah. never ever yeah do you know what i mean but obviously you circumstances. know circumstances change yeah and then they save up a little money and then they go back and then they just you know yeah spend yeah. and everybody's like oh hey. yeah yeah and they come back that, that, that that's something else that you know that actually drains people you know here you always have it in your mind that you know this is what I am. This is what I'm going to be here, yeah, you know, yeah, until yeah, I yeah. go back and then I'm happy and then I come yeah, back yeah, and yeah. then I'm, yeah. But okay. Yeah. All right. So why did your, did you come over with every, every member of your family your, and your parents? No, 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 no. I am, my family, um, they live different places. My parents were already here. My brothers are here as well. My brothers. Mm. So born. when you came over, did you come with came your brothers and sisters, you came alone. I came alone. So how how did your had your parents already been here, uh, and you was living just with your 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 brothers and sisters in Nigeria? Um, my parents, we we uh, were they already in uh, is it Aberdeen or? Uh, my brother lived in Aberdeen. Okay. And my dad was in Aberdeen. Uh-huh. My mom, she hates traveling, so she was back home uh-huh. in Nigeria. So who came first? Here. Mm, who 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 migrated first? Which member of your family? If your brother and your and your dad, who, yeah, who came first? Um, I would say my dad. Oh, you can't my remember. Dad. I can't remember because I don't think I was born or something. Oh, okay. Because my, my dad traveled a lot. Uh-huh. You know, uh-huh. he tra- He lived in like UK, Hong Kong. And what was his job? Places. He was uh he was a uh, general a manager oh. of a bank. Oh, okay. Okay. So they sent him places. <laughs> um, yeah. <Nice>. Okay. <laughs> um. So yeah, he. 
that that's why my brother lived here uh-huh. my two brothers uh-huh. um and i just basically came here to just join them uh-huh. um and then i decided to stay okay so when when you came was it just coming and then trying to sort something out or did you have something planned before you migrated i actually had a plan uh-huh. initially i thought i was going to come like i always did uh-huh. and study mm-hmm. and then maybe go somewhere else and what was the reality when you when you came what what actually happened the reality was i came and i kind of i liked the environment uh-huh. and i decided to stay uh-huh. and then what, I stayed. what what made you like it what, what was it that i don't know what, what was it that was like <laughs> you know what i'm gonna stay i just i don't know it was uh it was different the girls not the girls <laughs> <laughs> not the girls. <laughs> 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 no, 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 no. It wasn't the girls. Seeing see white uh, people. No, no, no. <laughs> Do you know the thing is, even in Nigeria, you s- I know you saw white people because they are. are yeah, there's there. quite but a o- few. Okay, let me ask you this: Was you one of those kids? Because I, I was when I was going way back in. And I think I know what you're gonna ask. Yeah, me. when you saw white people, you chased them to say hi. No, I well, wasn't. You, you know, the funny thing is. When I was growing up, I had a lot of people who were mixed race ah, okay. as friends. Okay. Growing okay. up, uh-huh. like the parents were white. Uh-huh. Like one one was white, one was dark. Yeah. You know, yeah. there was loads of them in my okay. neighborhood who ah. I grew up with. So okay. I was already used to the idea okay. of. Okay. So you know, yeah, so yeah, it wasn't yeah. really much. Plus, yeah. I traveled. You know so, what I mean? So I was, you was quite wealthy then in growing up in Nigeria. It wasn't about wealth. Because I didn't see, I didn't, I didn't see many didn't white people. I didn't see many white people. You didn't grow up in Nigeria, though. You were in Ghana, man. Hey, 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 hey. Yo. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay so so you're you're in uh, Aberdeen. Yeah. You decided to stay. Yeah, yeah. Um, was nice. I and, and you don't know what... what I think what happened that? was I finished my... Because I did an undergraduate in Aberdeen. Uh-huh. Uh, mechanical engineering and offshore. Uh-huh. And I finished that, and then I decided to do a master's, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, yeah, and then I, I decided to move to Glasgow mm-hmm. to do that. What, what was it like? What was um, your uni life like? It was intense. Yeah? It was very intense. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, yeah, it was different from Nigeria. Yeah. It was There was more attention on you. Right yeah. back home, you were just like, no, there was attention on you, but... There was a bunch of you, if you know what I yeah, mean. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But here it was like, you, you, you had yeah, to do yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you don't do it, the if teacher, do it, the lecturer yeah. doesn't really care as much. Yeah. Because you know he's not going to be the one failing. Yeah. Maybe you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it was intense. But I got through that. It was good. Yeah. Yeah. Did it. <laughs> you, you have to give me more than that. You have to, Any experiences that kind of... Um, you remember in uni? I remember. Y- you had good relationship with everybody. What, what was that? Uh, yeah, I had great relationship with people. I um, I was uh, I had a lot of sleepless nights. Okay. I had a lot of TDBs. We call TDBs like till okay. daybreak. Okay. Like you read. I used to do this thing. It was really crazy, but I used to do this thing where I would read all night before an exam, uh-huh. and then I wouldn't sleep, and I would just go to the exam and just and how did it ha- blitz it? Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and then I would be here, yeah. Okay. Um. So yeah, it was. It was and a how good was? Did, did you have yeah. any any love interest at all at that time? 
Um, have you uh, had you lost your lost your your V by by then? Dude, come on. <laughs> Dude, we're going there. We're going there. I'm asking you. You really question. going there? Yeah, I'm really going there. Oh my god, man, this is deep. Yeah. Um, let's just say that there were quite a few interests uh-huh. back then. Uh huh. And yeah, none of them really were serious. You know, I was trying mm-hmm. to stay focused and all that. So mm-hmm. yeah, okay. so I stayed focused. So I'm just trying to get. I'm being as vague as possible. <laughs> 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 but yeah, 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 yeah. The the the, the it was alright. Yeah, it wasn't like really like so romantic. Oh my mm-hmm. god, like oh. And during well, the your uni and studying, ten mm-hmm. studying, did you find time to? Keep with your music. Yes, I did in a way. I did. I did in a way. Uh-huh. Um, I remember in Aberdeen, um, I was friends with a few DJs. There was quite some really good friends mm-hmm. um, I had back then. And we, they, we used to just listen to like a lot of sessions, old schools. I would freestyle. Mm-hmm. I used to rap okay. back then. And then I would freestyle and then I would uh, go home. My flatmate back then, he used to play the guitar and he used to sing. And one way or the other, you know, I was just part of the music. Yeah. I wasn't really doing it like I'm doing it right now. But uh-huh, uh-huh. I was keeping myself up to date on uh-huh. on, on that. And then, um, yeah. 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 I found time one way or the other. Okay, so you finished university, uh-huh. and you stayed again to do your masters. Your yeah, masters. In, yeah, I decided to do my masters in and Glasgow. And what did you do for your masters again? Engineering. Yeah, I did the. Um, I did oil and gas. Okay, and yeah. and what was uh, Glasgow like? What hit you? What was what was when you came to Glasgow? Mm. What was different to you between Glasgow and Aberdeen? Um, Glasgow was very vibrant. Mm-hmm. The 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 life, the people, the the atmosphere was different. Uh-huh. It wasn't grey after uh-huh. all. Uh-huh. If you if you've been to Aberdeen, if you've yeah. been to Aberdeen, you uh-huh. know what I mean. Yeah. There's a lot of seagulls and yeah, yeah. grey buildings very and gray. very depressing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Glasgow was different. I was like, wow, I'm s- this is this when I as soon as I moved to Glasgow, I knew that this is where I'm gonna be. Okay, I was okay. like, this is me. This okay. is this town is me. It says basically uh-huh. my name. Uh-huh. So yeah, yeah, Glasgow was very nice. I loved the 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 feel. And how was m- your masters? How did it go? Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah, I yeah I did it. It was for a year, quite intense as well. Mm-hmm. A lot of exams and that during my master's i kind of because it was i was new to the town mm-hmm. i really didn't focus on my music that much uh-huh. um i just basically focused on the masters more uh-huh. there and finished that and and uh all these times when you were going through university mm-hmm. um was you still in in good contact with your with your brothers and sisters and your family yes 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 and did, I they, was did they come to your graduation yes they did my my parents came from my graduation and what was that and, feeling and like in, in aberdeen it was great it was a great feeling um 
Yeah, I still have pictures from my graduation, actually. I was very young. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Really young. My parents were like, wow, you did it. So, did your brothers and sisters also migrate? And where did they go? Um, My sister, the one who passed away. Uh-huh. Obviously, she went to the States, like you said. Yeah, she, she's, she stayed in the States. Mm. Um, I had sisters who lived in Dubai. Whoa. Why, why Dubai? How did it end up in Dubai? Um, Well... Most of them were like into business. Okay. They did a lot of buying and selling of uh-huh. like jewelry and all that. Uh-huh. So okay. where you find these is like Dubai was like okay. their place. So they just kind of went and came back a lot of times. They were there more times than they were not. Okay. So yeah. And then I had sisters back in Nigeria and here. So okay. yeah, it was, yeah. Okay, so you have finished university, mm-hmm. finished your master's, you're a free man, you're out in the world. Yeah. What was your next move? Where did you go? Uh, <laughs> um, when I finished my uh, uni- my master's, mm-hmm. I I kind of, like, let me remember, I did a few little jobs, you know, mm-hmm. I worked in like little shops, I worked in River Island, uh-huh. I worked in pizza hall was it frustrating was you at the same time was you trying to get a graduate job or were you trying to get on a career i was tr- i was trying to get a graduate job mm-hmm. um i was trying to get a graduate job which was quite uh very not easy I, I'm, I'm sure you would did it didn't you so you did you not want to move, leave glasgow you wanted to get something within glasgow i wanted to get something within glasgow yeah i know with oil and gas it's quite it's hard in glasgow yeah, yeah, yeah there's yeah, not yeah. more it's aberdeen that's where the whole yeah. thing happens and but i didn't want to go back <laughs> i didn't want to go back because the thing is i knew that my music would i always had the music in the back of my mind uh-huh. and i knew that the where it's gonna actually kick off properly mm-hmm. it, definitely not in aberdeen it's in glasgow uh-huh. So I was like, I would try as much as possible to stay uh-huh. in Glasgow as long uh-huh. as I could. So what job did you end up doing then? Uh, I did a few jobs before I got the... Uh, I, I worked in like different places, River Island, all these uh-huh. things. And then I got a graduate job eventually uh-huh. um, for a company called NOV. What did they do? National Oil Well Varco. It's an oil company. It's like, okay. Yeah. It was a design-based job anyway, but it was in Glasgow. Um, in Coatbridge, okay. somewhere in Glasgow called Coatbridge. And what did you and do? Uh, I was a design engineer. And what did you design? Uh, you name it, from ROVs, like underwater, remotely yeah. operated, uh-huh. yeah, um, pipelines, mm-hmm. oil rigs, okay, platforms. How long did you work there for, or are you still there? No, I worked there for about. Two and a half, three years, mm-hmm. three years, and then um, that's when the oil crisis hit, uh, the famous okay. oil crisis, uh-huh. and then um, almost all of the department got shut down. Oh, so basically, pretty much everybody got made redundant. Okay, and that's when I decided, oh, do you know what? I'm gonna just do the music, do my music. And at that time, have you had you saved enough to go? Yeah, let me give the music a go. Yeah, well. Pretty much, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I had, and um, cause honestly, I am I I never really I'm someone who always wanted to start my own thing, mm-hmm. my business stuff, yeah. you know. And how how did you take um the the loss then the redundancy when how did they tell you that 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 was it or did you see it coming? I saw it coming because they were telling a lot of people before they got to me, uh-huh. you know. 
Like it was happening everywhere. I you know, yeah. even other companies, other friends, you know, mm. everybody, people were going back home, people were going other places, people mm. were traveling. I had friends in Norway who were hit, mm. I had friends in like the US who were hit as well. Do you know mm. what I mean? So it was everywhere. Mm-hmm. So I knew eventually it would get to me. <laughs> yeah, do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I was prepared mentally um, to, to tackle but it. Did so it. Did it still hit? It hit. Okay. It still hit though. It's still here. And w- was there a temptation to look for other oil and gas jobs because that's your field? Or do you, as soon as it happened, you're like, that's it. Let me try music. Well, as soon as it happened at first, I had already started going into the music mm-hmm. part mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. preparing myself. So once it happened, I was like, that's it. I'm just going to give it like, give it some time off, mm-hmm. you know, to do the music for a bit before I go back. Okay. Um, and see if I can, you know, mm-hmm. sustain it. And yeah, the music has been good. So, <laughs> so, so the music since, since you you left, you've been doing music. Yeah. So, what type of genre are you? Would you put yourself in? Yeah, uh, you know that's that that's 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 a good question. Mm-hmm. I initially, I used to rap. Mm-hmm. You know. And I used to produce. Beats and let me well. ask you: When you rap, did you rap in an American accent, or no. did you rap in your own accent? I, I rapped in my own accent. Okay. Not okay. in a, not in a pigeon <laughs> or anything, but in my own accent. Yeah. Like, yeah. With the Nigerian like twang. The Nigerian twang. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not Nigerian twang. Like, just now, see how I'm talking. Uh huh. Uh huh. That's how I rap. Okay. Okay. You see how I changed it? I just went down. The yeah, yeah, yeah. Nigerian yeah. thing. Yeah. I switched yeah. it back up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. I used to rap. Um, and how long did you do that for? Or oh my God, I did that for a long time. I, I was in a group when I was back home in Nigeria when I was growing up. Uh-huh. I was in a rap group. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, in the group we had like, <laughs> it's crazy. The, the group was called <laughs> S-C-A-M. Spelled as a scam, okay. but it doesn't actually mean scam. <laughs> it was see, create, achieve, and motivate. Uh, so you wasn't doing four one nine. No, we weren't doing that. <laughs> but we liked the fact that it spelled out S C A M. People would be like, "What the hell?" Uh, okay. You know. But um, yeah, it was very my very close friends and I. Okay. There was two rappers, myself and the guy. He's uh-huh. a DJ now, a big DJ. He's called DJ Sizzle. Um, and, and in case people don't know what a four one nine is, you know when you get those. Email emails from the Nigerian yeah, prince. Saying, that, yeah. That's a 419. That's 419, yeah. <laughs> if you ever get that email, do not, yeah. resp- do not reply. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so yeah, um, then I kind of got into like Afrobeat music. Mm-hmm. You know, I was and what, what brought you into Afrobeat? What, what, what was it that hit you? I thought, you know what? Yeah, uh, that's where I'm going to need to move into. I don't know, actually. It, it was a gradual thing. Uh-huh. It was really gradual. Was it because the scene was getting bigger and the beats was getting better and the production was I getting think so. better? So you thought, you know... I think so. And did you feel any sense of pride because it's, it's born in Africa? Yes. Okay. I, I felt more comfortable doing Afrobeat because it was something that I could... Relate to. Yeah. Relate to, uh-huh. if you know what I mean. Uh-huh. I could do it freely. It was something uh-huh. I could almost do in my sleep because yeah. I'm yeah. used to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And um, I wanted... To represent uh-huh. Uh-huh. who I am, uh-huh. actually, like uh-huh. where I'm from, uh-huh. you know, let yeah. the sound, yeah. the world meet the sound of 
Nigeria, yeah. Afrobeat. Yeah. Afrobeat is not a Nigerian thing now, anyway. It's like a it's, it's the it, African it's, thing. Yeah, it's gone. But yeah, um, yeah, that's why I stuck to Afrobeat. I had mm-hmm. the, I had the, had the choice mm-hmm. to keep doing what I was doing or actually stick to my Afrobeat. And what was the first record you made? Do you have any memory of that? Yes, I do actually. You mean do you, Afrobeat record or no, just, rec- just record generally? Record in general. Uh, me and my friends, the SCAM crew, the scam, the scam crew, <laughs> four one nine to the late four one nine in effect. Yeah, we. <laughs> Before that, I was doing like personal recordings. Like I would go to the studio, nothing professional, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. I would my friends. I had producers who were my friends. Mm-hmm. Funny enough, most of these producers and people are now stars in Nigeria. Ah, okay. Back then, see, so you should have gone to Nigeria. That's the thing. Back <laughs> then, back we, to used to, we used to be like studio rats. Like uh-huh. basically, we were always in the studio. Uh-huh. You know, one of those boys who was yeah, yeah, always yeah. in the studio. Yeah, that yeah, was yeah, me. Yeah. I loved just something about the, the whole vibe. The you vibe, love, you, you love know. the whole vibe, the environment, yeah. the creativity. Yeah, I understand. Exactly. I so we, understand. we would go, we would chill, we would record and do stuff. The first, the first official song that we did was a song called. Uh, do it, do it wild. Okay. That's doing it wild. Uh-huh. And I remember rapping on that. I wrote the chorus for that song, and I rapped in the second verse for that song. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was what kicked us off. We did, as a crew, we recorded three songs mm-hmm. before we kind of split up and went solo. But, yeah, those were very good memories. Okay. Very good memories. And that's when I realized, okay, I can... Because like, I, I, I realized I could write mm-hmm. before I realized that I could do Afrobeat. Like, because okay. I was... Because I produce, I rap, I sing, I write uh-huh. as well. Uh-huh. You know? Um, and did did, uh, did your first record bring you some attention? It kind of did. Okay. Because when we were... We just... We had just um, got into uni. Uh-huh. At that time, Nigerian Uni, the young uh-huh. Uni, uh-huh. not uh-huh. the main one, uh-huh. and um, sixth form. Yeah, kinda, yeah, kinda yeah. And we had uh, recorded the song, and we had like uh, then we had like underground radio stations at Uni, mm-hmm. had like shows and all that. You know, people were like always wanting, looking for something to talk about. You know, mm-hmm. and we played the song. Uh, <laughs> it's sort of sort of cheesy song, but it's a really nice song though, and. Um, and yeah, yeah, we performed on shows and stuff. And people were like, oh, look at them, scam, scam. I'm like, no, 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 it's not scam. It's SEM, but okay, whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, yeah. And, and at that point, were your brothers and sister proud of you? Was your, were your They never heard the song. <laughs> 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 they didn't know at that time I was recording that song. I was recording. They didn't know, no. My, my brothers actually officially found out that I was... We've taken this music thing seriously uh-huh. almost 10 years after I started taking it seriously. Uh, okay. um, but it was with the, there was a song we did called Atanda, which I'm sure you yeah, probably yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that was the first song that they ever heard from me. Oh, okay. Okay. We'll yeah. try and see if we can play a bit of those tracks at the end. Yeah? All right. If we got permission. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or do you know what? At the end, you can tell the audience where they can go hear it. Yeah, which yeah. Would probably be better. It'd be better. Be yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. So that way, uh, I don't have to ask okay. you for that's license. Good. That's great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So okay, that's your first record. Yeah. Uh-huh. So and yeah. How did you? So you're here in uh, Glasgow. Mm-hmm. You just told me about your first record. What was your first record here? 
in Glasgow. Uh-huh. Which, first... When you basically went solo, when you decided, when I decided to you know what, solo, I've been made redundant, I'm going to take this mu- music thing yeah. seriously. I remember the first record, because the, 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 the first, what actually pushed me into deciding fully that I was going to be Af- an Afrobeat artist was that uh, there was a producer called Pastor P mm-hmm. who uh, came through to Glasgow um, to record a song. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend, Steve mm-hmm. Etienne, introduced me to this uh, producer. Um, and um, I, I kind of, in a joking way, mm-hmm. I said, okay, I'm going to read. I said to him, yeah, I, I, I do so. I know, I, I used to... I'm an artist, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I was like, I'm an artist. Uh, yeah, you didn't want to blow your I didn't want to blow my trumpet, but I was see, like, because yeah. I hadn't done this in a long time. Uh-huh. Like, the last time I was serious about this was when I was with my group uh-huh. in uh-huh. Nigeria. And this was solo, so I was like, I've never gone solo before. Uh-huh. So I was like, okay, let me just try something. I recorded a song called Sweet Potato. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I think you remember that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my trial song. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And uh, I recorded that Sweet Potato, and um, I hated that song. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but the funny thing is, a lot of people love the song. Yeah, and called and you Sweet Potato. People loved the song. And I was like, I don't like that song. It was just a trial. Yeah, and yeah. Pastor P said to me, yo, I like that song. We need to do something else. You okay. know? And then that's when I called my friend, Rubone. Mm-hmm. He lives in uh, in Colchester now, mm-hmm. in London. But I, I, I spoke to him. I was like, yo, Pastor P is here. Mm-hmm. There's a song I have. I, I have the, I've written the chorus. And it's a really nice song. It's called Atanda. Uh-huh. And uh, we need to record this and see how it is. And uh, he was like, yeah, 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 okay, cool. Like, because Rootbone is a, he's a big, art, he's like back home, he's a known artist. He's been doing music for a long time. Mm-hmm. Rootbone's brother was who I was in the crew with, in the SCM. Uh, okay. You know, so I was kind of best friends with his brother, then I was best friends with him, uh-huh. best friends with his first brother as well. Uh-huh, uh-huh, you know, so uh-huh. I was like, yo, we don't have a song together. I know you you do these things. Let's let's do something. I, I have something, you mm-hmm, know. And mm-hmm. he was like, okay, okay, yeah, yeah let's record. And then uh, my friend at that time as well, who I was working with, well, he's still my friend now, um, but we had not had any tracks then, a guy called Justice John. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew he was doing music because I remember when I met him the first time, he came to my flat to shoot a movie, a mini movie. Mm-hmm. And um, when he came, I was making beats. Anybody who knows me well, like to the house always knows that I always make beats always mm-hmm. even when mm-hmm. I'm in the house mm-hmm. sitting by myself mm-hmm. that's what I do mm-hmm. I love it uh-huh. so he came to and he saw me making these beats and he was like oh I make beats too you know and I was like oh really and he had my beats and he was like wow okay cool come over and let's uh-huh. try something we never really did but he played me a lot of his stuff uh-huh. so I knew he was doing things and then um, where we recorded the song was where he was working mm-hmm. in the studio so I was like, yo, do you want to jump on this? And he was like, yeah, of course, why not? And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. So I was like, okay, do the do your verse. Woodbone did his verse. I did mine, did the chorus. And he came out and I, everybody was like, wow, this is really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah do you know yeah. what I mean? Uh-huh. Everybody was like, "This wow, this is wow. I was like, 
I didn't even believe that that song yeah, was yeah. going to be that good. So I was like, uh-huh. okay, cool. I'm going to do something else. Uh-huh. And then I was like, as soon as I finished Atanda, I did a song called Ringtone. Uh-huh. 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 Um, my friend, who's also a big artist in Nigeria, but he funny and he happened to he happens to live here uh-huh. in Glasgow. A guy called MX. Uh-huh. Um, I w- he, I was like, yo, MX, you need to come and see this guy. Pastor P, he's really mm-hmm. good. He can mm-hmm. do Afrobeat because it's very hard to find an Afrobeat producer mm-hmm. in the UK. Uh-huh. I mean, in uh-huh. in Scotland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you know, yeah. so um, MX was like, yeah, okay, cool, let's do this. Um, and he came through, and then he had ringtone, and he was like, wow, okay, he's going to do a verse, and then he did a verse, and then we recorded that, and that was dope, and then Pastor P was like, yo, we need to do stuff, and but he had to go, so he left, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to just start writing stuff mm-hmm. for when he comes back. I must have written at least 20, 50 songs. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, because yeah, so when, when it comes back, you go straight. I was like, I'm gonna go straight. Okay, so I've I've got a question for you before yeah. we talk more about your music. It, since you left to do it full time, mm-hmm. has it? Have you had mm-hmm. I- enough to keep going on the music? It, as have you made enough to keep going, or is it still a bit of a the beautiful struggle currently? It's it's a bit of both. Okay. Okay. You know. I wouldn't. I I wouldn't say I have made a little, mm-hmm. not enough to mm-hmm. make me quit, mm-hmm. but I haven't got to where I want to be yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I understand. So yeah. I think it's it showed me enough to and make me know that I can go. Yeah, keep going. And the, as that, because you said okay, lots of people like the music, mm-hmm. but you're saying it not not yet. So as that kind of enlightened you a bit to say that to think that uh okay to make it in this industry it's not just about the music there's other parts in which i have of to course, learn of and, course. Uh, and what, what are those what are those would you say because I, I i'm not in there yeah right? a lot of people think in the music industry it's just being able to have a talent that's not true hmm. the talent is it's not enough you, mm-hmm. you can have talent but if you don't know how to channel your talent if you mm-hmm. don't know how to work if you don't mm-hmm. know how to fail mm-hmm. and succeed mm-hmm. you would never make it you need to there's a lot more to it than and uh, yeah what i was trying know. to get at was uh-huh. say the other aspects so the media the management the mm-hmm. the advertising because you see a lot of um from my perspective mm-hmm. anyway you see a lot of uh music different taste for everybody but mm. not my taste which and what i don't consider to be a good talent yet they're making they make waves uh, yeah yeah S- why do you think that is it's all about good management management and marketing okay. you know it, it, it with the right marketer you can sell water to a well mm-hmm. okay do you know what i mean uh-huh, uh-huh, y- you can you, if you know how to package uh-huh. whatever it is you're trying to sell uh-huh. you can you know, and does that frustrate you a bit? It does. No, knowing that when you was getting into it is for the love of music, and then when you get there, you realize the music is only one part. It, 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 it to an extent it does because the music has changed. Mm-hmm. You know, these days it's more like a kind of like a music is almost like a mafia. It's like a, a cabal, like mm-hmm. only a certain. Okay, it's like Channel, a cl- closed net. Closed net. You know, yeah, you have yeah, to yeah. get into this, into mm-hmm. this. You have to be accepted into the bubble. Yeah, I guess. into this bubble to be able to go through. You know, mm-hmm. and a lot of people 
struggle to get in. You know, uh-huh. a lot of people want to do their own thing, but because of this limitation, they have to get in. But then the thing is, that's this bubble always makes what's selling to sound the same. Okay. Do you know what I mean? They, they, they As if there's a formula, uh, basically. Yes, basically they try to to influence everything, mm-hmm. and it's not good in a way uh-huh. because. But would you love to be in that bubble? Would I love to be in that bubble? Uh-huh. I would love to create my own bubble. Okay. I'd love to do my own thing and uh-huh. let people hear my own stuff uh-huh. the way I want it. I don't want someone to tell me how to do my thing. So I've got a question for you. Uh-huh. So um, you hear, uh, <coughs> okay, now espe- in the past, you had the big music um, record labels mm-hmm. had a monopoly, right? Yeah. If you wasn't with them, you wasn't going to get hurt. Y- yeah. But now everything is just so s- kind of, segregated and so what would you call it you could call it like a garage band in a sense whereby ah oh, indie in in essence not like indie the genre yeah, but yeah. anybody can make something and push it out yeah so in this day and age do you still think you need to be with a record label or, no. or do you think um, okay if it's a no why do do you think people because still chase the record big record labels people have this idea that with a record label you know you get like all the support, you know, pretty much all you have to do is make the music. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you forget that if if you're lucky and your your music sells and you get, you know, there's a lot of royalties to be paid, there's mm-hmm. a lot of mm-hmm. things to be made, you know. And um, if you're with the right record label, mm-hmm. then you gain. If you're not with the right record label, you lose a lot. And a lot of record labels even try to change you. Okay. Do you know what I mean? They try to tell you, okay, look, your sound is good, but we want you to target this audience. Mm-hmm. So you have to change. Say, for example, I'm an Afrobeat artist mm-hmm. and I get into a British record label, mm-hmm. you know, and they want to sell my music in Britain only. They would say to me, oh, you, maybe you should change your your sound mm-hmm. to suit the you know. And the, would you be public. willing to do that? Knowing the riches that it it, the poten- it it could bring you. You see, that's the thing, though. I, I, if if you don't decide early enough why you're doing what you're doing, you get lost. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? But then and some some people in that situation could go, do you know what? Let me just use them to get in. And then once I'm in and I'm a bit popular, I can use that. You ever, do, you, do you ever wonder why you ask yourself, this artist, I really used to like his music. It's changed. I don't like him anymore. Most of people, most most people do that. Yeah, and yeah, and and but then the artist could be saying, ah, "I used to be broke, but now I'm rich." That's the thing. <laughs> that, <I see. laughs> That's the thing, though. You know, it's, it's like because an experience for that for me was mm. um, Dizzy Rascal back in 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 the underground scene in in London when you know, like during the schoolyard yeah. in a kind of more. Kind of inner city school, mm-hmm. you get together and you be it used to be called chatting. A bunch of boys we get together and they just chat like yeah, kind of London version of, of rap. Yeah, and it used to be like Dizzy Rascal rhymes. It was lots of pirate radio and Dizzy mm-hmm. Rascal was ripping it up, and then he became big and it, it was some poppy. I, th- I think I think I know what happened to him. <laughs> but it was like bunkers, you know. <laughs> yeah, he, he 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 met Calvin Harris. Yeah, at that time when Calvin Harris was making. Some really weird sounds, which I absolutely loved, uh-huh. and um, 
the pop sounds it kind of worked mm-hmm. you remember when he did a yeah yeah and then it worked and then he did another one and then that's how he blew up but then see when he blew up I think he tried to go back to what he was doing before and but then his core audience may have left yeah you know mm-hmm. well um, not core audience but the people who who you knew his sound like yeah. myself when growing up. Yeah, the, tr- yeah. the truth is, yeah, there's money in music, but at the end of the day, why I do what I do is not because of money. But you have to pay the bills, though. You have to pay the bills, yes. but... If but in, in, in this day and age, yeah. in this day and age, though, <clears throat> do you think, do you think... Because I, I, I have met a, a songwriter who's mm-hmm. who makes a decent living. He's not known, but he makes a decent living mm-hmm. because he says, in this day and age, right, you can make a decent living as a musician, as an artist, because if you have a good product, and even if you have maybe 500, uh, say five, six, seven, eight, to 10,000 people following you and buying from you, it's enough to make a, a decent living without having to feel the need to, to blow up. Exactly. Or like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. There's a lot of ways to make a decent living, this, I mean, these days. You're a songwriter, you can write songs, you can sell what you write. Mm. You're a producer, you can produce beats, you can sell them. Mm. You're an artist, you can sing, you can do... There's so many ways these days, you know, mm-hmm. to make a decent living. And, and if, if if you're comfortable, if you're not greedy, mm-hmm. you know, and you, you're comfortable making a decent living and making good music, then, I mean, that, that's all so you can really ask for. How do you <coughs> how do you um, put your music out there for people to buy? How, wh- wh- which platforms have you put your music so far? Because um, are you, are you yeah. signed to a major label right now? Um, to a major label, no, I'm not. Uh-huh. I'm are you signed to a small independent? I am independent. Yeah, so in that in case, yeah. how do you push your music out for people to buy? I've got my music on... I put it on my... I, I market myself, basically, mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. the help of I am my team. Mm-hmm. I've got, like, uh, Steve, and uh-huh. Uh-huh. Creative Entertainment and all that. And I put it on iTunes, Spotify, uh-huh. all uh-huh. the major music because uh-huh. you can do this yourself yes. these days. You uh-huh. don't need a, uh-huh. you know. Uh-huh. So if you can market yourself, and there's a lot of like musical platform websites that uh-huh. they actually approach you to push your music, uh-huh. and then that makes people listen to you. And uh-huh. whatever you sell, uh-huh. they get a slight, uh-huh. you know, percentage of that, and uh-huh. that works. Yeah. And have you since you've been uh, going solo in the Afrobeat world? Mm-hmm. Um, have you had a chance to perform in places where have you performed? I have performed. I have performed a lot, actually. Um, and I, would I you say that's where most of the funds come from? Uh, yeah, I would okay. say, yeah, funds okay. do come from, from performances. Um, but these funds are like, you only get them when you perform. Yeah. Whereas yeah, yeah. these other royalties, you keep uh-huh. getting them, they keep coming. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. Uh, I performed, I, I went on like, I performed with quite a few artists, mm-hmm. um, upcoming as well. What, what, what was your your best? What, what currently? What's your best memory? Your fondest memory in terms of performing? My fondest memory performing. Mm-hmm. I opened mm-hmm. for Davido. Ah, the, the famous Nigerian ni- The famous Nigerian artist. Uh-huh. Where, w- where was this? That was in O uh, two. Uh, on Soccer Hill Street in Glasgow. In Glasgow, yeah, O2 Academy, yeah. The one that the game comes every time. Yeah, I met the game uh, okay. as well. Uh-huh. I met the game. I opened so for w- the w- video. W- w- what was the feeling like? It was. It was amazing. It was great. Um, I met him. Mm-hmm. I met B Red. That's his cousin. 
B-Red is like an artist as well, uh-huh. quite big. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, I kind of like, um, you know, what, what was it like stuff. then? What was, what was it like being on stage and all these it people? Was, it, was, it was, it was, it O2, the O2 is quite, yeah. it ha- holds a decent crowd and it's quite it compact. Yeah. So y- you get to feel like there's a real atmosphere mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. It was great. I that I, I have performed in front of crowds, but that mm. crowd was quite something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. it was amazing. And there's nothing. There's n- there's a there's there's nothing like a feeling of performing on stage and people actually like what you're doing. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it feels good. You know, uh-huh, uh-huh. and all that. And the artists, they are people always think, oh, these guys are gonna be arrogant. So, no, they're actually nice guys. Just regular uh-huh. guys like me. Like uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. the way I'm talking on the mic right now. Um, yeah, I performed for Davido. I opened for Inaya, another big artist from Nigeria. Mm-hmm. Opened for LAX. Um, I've performed with Ransom FA okay. a few times. He's my friend as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Skyboy, you know, most of these guys. Um, so you're you you're about in and around. So I'm in and around the UK. Yeah, you're, you're about pretty much. Yeah, basically, you know. Um, my my brother Rootbone, who's mm-hmm. my very good friend as well, you know, me and him have performed on these platforms as well. So yeah, so. So what what what's in the future for you then? What what where do you see yourself in five, five six to ten years time? <laughs> well, five six to ten years time, Lord willing, mm-hmm. um, I see myself releasing albums you know winning awards okay. you know opening my own maybe studio business uh-huh. you know running my own thing uh-huh. you know making waves creating opportunities for younger people coming up as well uh-huh. you know and uh, yeah and do you think you're you're currently on the right path to that in your current I think in so. your current situation yes i think so I think so. And why do you think so? Um, because if I look at where I've come from uh-huh. and where I'm at, mm-hmm. I kind of know where I'm going, if okay. that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I'm on the right path so far. And my t- the team, you know, it's, it's crazy, but um, you always say that... Uh, like 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 minds always attract mm-hmm. great minds t- yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 um and along the way you meet people some go some stay you uh-huh. know you work together you see results things happen you know uh-huh. you get bigger and bigger and bigger yeah and that's that's the story so yeah that's that's what's been happening so far okay yeah so hopefully yeah, everybody stay tuned. You'll yeah. be hearing more. No, no, <laughs> I'd like to, d- maybe five years' time. Yeah. Because hopefully we'll keep this this podcast going for yeah. forever, you know. And okay. hopefully five years' time we'll kind of have do it again. Do it again, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and I can remind everybody about the last, well, I'm sure we'll probably have yeah, one yeah, before yeah, five yeah, years. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so progress. So since we're coming to an end, mm-hmm. um, I'd like to, first of all, I'd like to say thank you um w- if people wanted to listen to your music where uh, or get in contact with you or want to hear about you mm-hmm. where where do they go uh, well i've got you can visit my page on facebook i've got an artist page 
And my artist's name is RPZ, spelled R-P-I-Z-Y. Mm-hmm. Um, and there you can visit my page on Facebook. Um, can they play your tracks there as well? Yeah, you, well, you can play my tracks there or you can go on my SoundCloud page. Um, What's your SoundCloud Which handle? is RPZ as well. Okay. Um, Romeo, P for Patrick, I for India. Z for zebra, Y for Yankee, yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. What about but, um, I, I've got an Instagram page as well, RPZ. I've got Twitter, RPZs as well. Mm-hmm. So it's all RPZ basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if you want to get my music on iTunes and Apple, um, Apple Music as well, it's all there. Just type my name, RPZ, and I'll come up. Okay. Yeah, and uh, YouTube as well. Um, and yeah, I've got, I'm uh, I'm gonna be dropping a new video for one of my singles I've recently dropped called Talk To Me mm-hmm. um, so you watch out for that as well and I've got a few announcements I'll be making in the future and a few projects and uh, yeah it's looking good exciting okay yeah and Twitter you have a Twitter yeah I've got Twitter as well right? it's uh, at RPZ's with an S so oh, R-P-I-Z-Y okay. so, so somebody got RPZ before you got there well, I, <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah, you know what Twitter is like. Everybody yeah, just yeah, 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 runs yeah, for yeah. everything. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's still the same, so it's okay. <laughs> cool, man. Thanks so much for sharing with us, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Thanks so pleasure. much. I know there was still some topics you didn't want to dig into, but I'm not one, you know. I, I want to go at your pace, <laughs> whatever you feel like yeah. you want to do. Well, that's, that's you kind of caught about. me by surprise, so it's okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> all right, know, man. It's, it's all right. Yeah. That's cool, good. man. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for being with us, man. Thanks. Thanks for the interview. No problem.